The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello once again, Sue Rose Minahan, Talk Cosmos, and today is September 8th, 2018. In the month of Virgo, we're continuing, it's the third week, and as Talk Cosmos, we ask what seeds do we grow, what are the intentional roots, meaningfulness of these archetypal essence of the astrology. And... I want to sincerely thank KKNW for choosing Talk Cosmos as their selected feature on Rising Star. It's a great article that's going to, if you go, well, for those of you that might be listening online, because you can, if you're not in Seattle, listen at uh, 1150 KKNW online, and they have a listen button or their app. And right there for the whole month is this wonderful feature article about Talk Cosmos. And personally, I feel that is such a tribute to the wonderful guests that have contributed their great discussions and the content, which I value highly, along with the fantastic audience that are listening. And I should add newest star, not rising star. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. That's okay. Newest. (laughs) So here we are talking about the stars. And tomorrow, although Venus and, well, no, the sun is a star. So this is legit. The sun and moon are forming, as they do every month, a new moon. And it is in Virgo. And I, we've addressed it, of course, in various talks. But I found myself realizing that this is so important. I need to really focus a bit on it. So before I introduce our guest today, I'm going to discuss it because Uranus triggers the personal transformation of the entire perceptions through the conflicting fixed values that we're experiencing with our actions that are based on conditions. But our desires ultimately want to relate and ask us to reassess what is our ultimate system of order. And it's because chaos, that which seems unavailable to our control, permeates our senses of thought. And we are asked in this new moon to dissolve our hold on values, no longer serving to support how we may feel our life values work in order to survive and bravely face disillusionment. Because if they're not working, there is disillusionment. And this, there are planets involved, but this is the essence. Because ultimately, the energy to find our true authenticity of what we manifest in our life not only matters now, as of this particular new moon, but will continue to matter all through into 2020. And why? Because Uranus and Taurus which happens to be two degrees at this moment, all since May, it's only two degrees into the sign when it ingressed into 
Taurus from Aries, and it, it's an orbit that, or transit that lasts for seven years, it's working to act as a pivotal remembrance that we must listen to the signs of our true self of values as it remains in its slow course transiting these early degrees of Taurus. Meaning this new moon of 17 degrees Virgo tomorrow, Sunday at 11.01 Seattle time, which is PT time, and regardless of where you are, it'll be that different time, but the essence of it will remain the same. It serves as a long, lingering step towards connecting these inner values and our outer values that we share with others. Because Uranus aspects both a grand trine, that's with two other planets, and a grand square, this is four points, which includes the nodal axis right now, which are the five degrees of Leo and Aquarius. Uranus itself signifies, I should say, electric change, immediate, sudden, reconciling us to the essence of our authenticity. However, as we might know, these shifts take time. The good news, or one could say the supportive news, because what is good, what is bad, you know, sometimes life has its manner of telling us, but the universe is offering a lot of support physically, as Uranus, because it trines, as it trines our inner gut, where mind over matter counts, along with a trine, and this is the physicality, to stable Saturn in Capricorn, its own sign of structures, which addresses our fears in order to master our goals of traditions, uh, ambitions, not traditions. Well, it's true, it's traditions, they're both. Saturn is our traditional way that we, we work, yet, it's like, what are the ambitions that we have? Most importantly, Uranus opposes its own ruler, Venus, because Uranus is in Taurus, and it, Venus rules dually Libra, so it's in its own sign. At the very end, last degrees, like 29 degrees, 30 minutes, 30-some minutes. So it's a last, asp, you know, it's a personal planet. It moves pretty quickly, but it's making a significant emphasis here um, and it's because Libra complements oppositions the polarity of life and interestingly m well importantly the sun moon that are conjunct for a new moon in Virgo oppose Neptune and Neptune seeks to unify so that unification complements you could say the Libra aspect of Venus being in Libra that wants to find balance of complementing, connecting oppositions. So that leads us back to the sun, moon, and Virgo opposing Neptune. And Neptune dissolves. That's the name of its game. Illusions, you know, uh, Neptune is many things. It's illusions. They work for creativity. But disillusionment serves to release us of that unuseful bondage to the past which also connects to our south node right now that's in Aquarius that Uranus rules. Bottom line for talk cosmos right now and for our lives is that Virgo, which is the essence of, our, of the archetype, you know, the sun is in Virgo. In fact, the moon is too. You know, it's a new moon. It serves us through daily routine. 
And this is a subject that I'm really glad to introduce, a guest who spoke earlier during Taurus on May 5th, John Talevich. He's a doctor of chiropractic medicine, and he's a founder and director of LifeWorks Chiropractic Center, founder and workshop practitioner, facilitator, artist, director of the Peace Project Art Workshops, and these create community one piece at a time. And they're designed to encourage and enhance individual and collective communication and creative expression. John Talevich is also the former instructor at the Los Angeles College of Chiropractic. And John's business is, well, perhaps I said that, but it's in Sierra Madre, California. Hello, 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 John. Hi, Sue. <laughs> we meet once again. Good to be here. It is. You know, in our conversation, well, and I had not said, this is the perfect time to remind, there were so many details that were important, but the Virgo talk, just the umbrella uh, title that we have that was sent out on promo, but I'm realizing people listening, they need, because we have people that re-listen or that weren't here to listen, but it's healing body-mind fractures, that body-mind split. And your work is so significant in that whole field of connecting, as you had said, of unifying. Exactly. Uh, chiropractic is a vitalistic tradition. And we see ourselves as a part of an evolving universe. And that universe has a purpose and a fruition. And the human experience within that has a design and a purpose as well. So the questions that come up regarding our relationship to patients is, where do we stand in that process? And what you brought up earlier about the process of dissolution or disillusion is Frequently, what people who go to doctors are involved in, there's a process of a breaking down of a normal pattern that sustained that person until a certain point, but no longer serves that purpose. And that's where we enter in to the uh, experience with that person and our role as chiropractors is to assist that process, assist that person in the process to complete the fruition of that transition. This is eloquent. I, you know, that's part of the great facet here is to really get a message from the, the involvement of how this archetype works, and it, it's uh, pure. It seems that when you speak of serving, uh, because chiropractic work, it, 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 it puts us in alignment with the body, right? There is that, it's like psychosomatic, it comes from the mind or it comes from the, and, and Virgo is ruled by Mercury, so it is mental a mental process, and the body, which 
wants to be fixed and healed, uh, getting putting back order to the breakdown of, of uh, if left alone, you know. So that alignment, that's a real tool, I would imagine, in that for the physical part, yes? Yes. And the way we see that physical alignment is the spinal cord exists within the vertebral column. And the communication between the person and the world is mediated through that system. So any areas of blockage, of any areas of disturbance along that structure, spinal cord, vertebral column, creates a challenge or a distortion in the relatedness of the body within itself, but also the body, the person, with the world and the universe. So as chiropractors, we look at the process of removing interference to restore integrity to what we describe as the innate intelligence, not only within the body, but the innate intelligence in the universe. So as a chiropractor, we see ourselves as connected to the universe, not separate from it. Oh, this is it brings in that whole polarity, which is the ax of Pisces, the access of between Virgo and Pisces, because actually there's six axes, you know, although we're focused on the Virgo one. And I was just thinking that when you when you spoke that the interference <laughs> removing interference because Pisces thinks of the universe as completely sustaining itself in its perfection without interference. Whereas Virgo, the opposite, realizes that, well, part of that process, there's things that fall apart, you know, and break down. And therefore, we need to intervene, whether it's a house or a body or a yard. You know, we need to fix it and heal it. So here, this is like, I suppose, homeopathic sticks in my brain when it's ever the opposite. You use something and and use it as medicine, but I don't know if that's maybe as an analogy. But here, you're you're embracing that entire unity of life and recognizing that there's something that's uh, obstacle that has interfered. That in this case, you are just um, opening up the lines of so they can flow. That kundalini, that 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 spinal energy. Exactly. That's beautiful. And you can only imagine what is possible when the integrity of that is restored and that person is allowed to continue to flow with the design that has come out of the universal intelligence. That spells right back, I mean, spells, that's my own way of speaking, but it refers directly to the new moon tomorrow because the North Node, which is a lunar point for those non-astrologers, which is the integrated point that we're bringing in, is in Leo, which really is our uh, legacy, our manifestation of our essential expression of who we are. And as, and as you were 
I think stating in our earlier conversation when we were reviewing this subject that this treatment really uh, restores that ability, and maybe you've already said that, that, that by correcting the, uh, the fractures of, of, of movement, that it brings the individual back to be who they are. Right. It's where we start. And then, of course, there are more things to appreciate in relating to an individual, as you know. Um, we have the basic principle of restoring flow, but then we have the relatedness to another person. And as we look at what that involves, one of the concepts that we appreciate is that each human being is an expression of an ongoing evolutionary process yeah. that not only comes out of universal intelligence as a whole, but enjoys a relationship with its own ancestry, right? Yes. So when that person shows up in our office, uh, that body has been in the family for quite a while. It hasn't just arrived, even in that particular generation. It's been conditioned by generations of experience that have been handed down and has informed the development of that person. So we're actually meeting that person at a place that in some ways we understand. The person has a broken leg. We understand that, but we can't completely comprehend the package mm. that has the broken leg and how that that individual is going to process that particular event. So we we look at the the person in a holistic way, which is to say they're more than we know and more than the sum of their parts. If you compare that with a reductionist model, the patient would come in with the broken leg. We would help that person mend that leg and they'd be on their way. What we might not appreciate is the context within which that event took place. That person may have had, I'll give you an example. I had a patient a number of years ago who was in a car accident. She'd been to a number of different practitioners and eight months later, she was pretty much in the same place that she'd always been. So she came to the office, we got to talking, I worked on her, didn't get too much improvement, but in working on the body, you are entering into a relationship of trust. So often people will begin to release information uh, about themselves that typically they might keep the cover on. So I started to ask this particular person, what was going on at the time of the accident? Was she going to work? Uh, how was the car impacted? And she just began to tell me the basic ingredients of the accident. And then she said, and you know what really got me angry is when the policeman found the gun in the glove compartment of my car. Mm. And so I went, okay, well, maybe that's a little different than uh, I got in a car accident and my neck hurts. And she went on to tell me that the night before she had been in an argument with her significant other. He had pulled a gun on her 
and uh, she had talked the gun out of his hand and put it in the glove compartment of her car. So the human being that was impacted in the accident, the, the context that that person held in her nervous system also factored into what happened during that event. Once she got that off her chest, I could see improvement and she moved on. She just needed to get over the fact that, you know, this car accident or this person pulling a gun on me in this car accident is really too much. But by sharing it, she moved the energy along from the inside out. That was one of my first experiences with the idea that you're not just dealing with a neck, you're dealing with a whole life. And there are plenty of things you'll never know about that. And then sometimes when you find out a thing or two, that's all that's really necessary. A person is able to continue what I would describe as their disintegration toward integration. John, that is a wonderful, uh, uh, well, I, I, I'm, I don't know if all chiropractic people have this wide perception of life that you do. I really feel like you're a gifted person. Because what you're saying here really is connected with what astrology considers with Uranus, which happens to be the subject, was very, it was the subject largely of this new moon tomorrow. And it's also very prominent in, in lives in many, many ways because it is brand new transit and it's heaven, which is uh, metaphorically Uranus and Earth, Gaia, uh, the connection of that. And, and Uranus, as I had said earlier, brings out sudden uh, messages. And do we listen to our signs? And it is so true. If we don't, we'll get knocked over in some direction that pretty much puts us back into our authenticness. Now, whether it's hard to know, of course, did she need to realize the extent not really thinking about this person, but how it, how the actions might serve us, you know, which is another, anyway, but I, but what you're saying connects uh, so totally that it is this uh, awareness of Yes, of and I'd like to mm-hmm. carry that one step further. Uh, working with that person, taking them out, of that state of contraction because of the trauma and knowing now after 40 years in practice that that accident added insult to already existing injury, knowing that the experience that I had with her, that intervention helped her to continue her journey and to head into, continue to become what she is meant to be by her evolutionary process. Yes. You know, I'm thinking with all of this, I'm thinking of habits. Habits, and because mm-hmm. Virgo is also daily routine. And we get into misalignments because it's a gradual 
uh, effort. I mean, it's not always a sudden uh, accident that can happen. It can be just because maybe we're not as active as we need to be or various habits that that evolve or maybe the wrong foods and, uh, you know, we have inflammation, many, many issues. And so there is this, this service of, of, of realizing uh, how and what our habits are because they, 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 they shift our direction and it's that daily routine of, of activity. And have you found, we will take a break in a couple of minutes, but have you found that, that people that have uh, several necessary appointments begin to realize how they can change their habits or change their life? You know, it's a perfect lead-in to a simple observation, which is their habits may have been what gets them into your office in the first place. And we go back to your original statement at the beginning of the show, the concept of dissolution. Uh, Something isn't working anymore, and the intelligence of that person's life and their body is saying, I think we need to make a few adjustments here. So the daily routine, the daily habit, is starting to become less effective in the face of what their life is emerging and unfolding into and what their life may be demanding of them. So we, I'm not adverse to assisting a disintegration of a person's uh, existing habits. I, I'm happy to support the completion of that particular cycle. And I'll tell people, Uh, There's three things that can happen here. You can get a lot better. That's normally what happens. You can stay the same, or you may get worse for a while. They don't like the third part, but (laughs) I know that if we're working with the innate intelligence, we're not going against it, then whatever it expresses is an honest movement toward resolution. And... uh, the habits that may have supported the need for this breakdown will be appropriately reconfigured by the inner intelligence of that person and find a new way of expressing itself. Even if I don't tell them what to eat uh, or do, their their, uh, innate wisdom born out of millions and millions of years of evolution is going to express itself as it's designed to be. This is the authentic self. It's a process. We will return with John in a moment because at this time we have a brief announcement. And afterwards, for those of you that would like to call in, we're most delighted. And the number is 425. That's area code 425. And the number is 373-5527. So give us a call and we'll chat about your questions or anything. Thank you.
take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Virgo. By leaving a cycle based on the creative manifested legacy of our highest creative form, the energy of Virgo completes the last sign below the horizon of the self and requires discernment to perfect oneself through the mental process of critical analysis. As a mutable earth sign duly ruled by Mercury, Virgo refines, heals, or fixes through daily routines, developing skills and services to control nature's chaos and maximize efficiency. Welcome, stargazers. This is Katie Kadge, evolutionary astrologer at CARA Evolutionary Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM where we understand how to implement our free will through the cosmos. Hi again. Hello, John. And that number just once more for those out in beautiful space land is 425-373-5527. John, we... Yes. Yes, you know... Uh, a couple of thoughts here. One of them is, let's see, uh, okay, we're talking about health, we're talking about the trust, we're talking about the polarities, we're talking about Virgo, and getting, uh, going through the, the, the chaos to find the order that, and that's a very good point, that sometimes the body wants more chaos before it can get to a point to to, to kind of throw all those balls in the air, you might think, in order to reconnect what needs to be connected, or whether it's the brain that connects, the heart connects, the spirit connects, the mind connects, because a fracture, can, just so often in astrology, we see in the chart, and it's not that, well, how can I say, the transits are happening all the time. The, the, the planets are going through their motions, their orbits, and making from Earth's view these geometric uh, aspects and so when we come into this life we we fit with that moment of the universe it speaks our our the baggage that you might say that we've come in from past lives and that's what evolutionary astrology believes that we have a spirit we are a spirit incarnated spirit and therefore we're uh, uh, sometimes that experience has splits, you know. We don't always recognize uh, our emotions or we don't recognize many aspects. So there's a split. And there's healing. And the sixth house, which, okay, throughout this six, as soon as I said six, I was thinking of hexagons. Okay, it is a sixth. Virgo is the sixth house, and that is a division of thir- of 12 houses that have the, the polarities of six axes in the chart. But the number six is most interesting for healing, too. I think just noticing that the hexagon feature that the bees form in their honeycombs hexagons because it takes less energy to create a hexagon. Mm. I mean, isn't that interesting? It's efficient, just like Virgo, efficiency. And healing is efficiency. That's what you're saying. If you can take away that interference, it's 
efficient. So mm -hmm. whatever spurs your mind here, but I'm also thinking that you, knowing you, that you do healing not just with the body, but through the spirit, you do other healing uh, with your practice at LifeWorks in Sierra Madre. And perhaps you can share some ideas how that uh, helps. Sure. You mentioned the idea of fracture and the idea that some things are taken from us, whether they're taken from our ancestors, uh, such as in populations like the Irish, where much of their history was spent being dominated by the British. And so are in many cases where the Catholic Church entered into an indigenous population and took away their culture, their relatedness to their ancestry and the earth, or on an individual level where a person in early childhood might have their innocence taken away so that their worldview, their sense of safety and creativity being plugged into the unconditional nature of things, play, um, all of those things would have been compromised because the system was not designed to sustain that kind of impact. And some things are lost. Uh, in some cases, in an attempt to become more than we have been um, taught to believe we are, to aspire to something, uh, we don't get what we are after and we may uh, lose our sense of possibility and we might be stuck in a place where we don't feel that we are able to bring in the gifts of spirit that we have been given. And some of the things about us are hidden. We are not aware of special qualities that we have. We may not even be aware of some of the damage or fracture that we have incurred. So in all of those cases, we may be in a state of compromise. We might be in a state of suffering or pain. And these are all a reflection of damage that has occurred during our evolutionary process. Very true. In fact, when you're, we have a call, there's a question. And I'll just address that right now. It's Marilyn from Los Angeles. And she's wondering uh, if, yeah, we can bring her on the air. But I do want to, well, if we're going to bring her on the air, let me just finish one thing about with John. And that is, is that as you speak about the play and the creativity, well, this really immediately speaks of Leo, which Virgo follows. And so it's most interesting that, that the healing process that you're talking about it does uh, uh, the connection because there is really healing connects us to so many different facets. And what things that are hidden would be in the Scorpio, uh, 
archetype, which is two away, but it's sextile. So it's relationships and relationships. Okay, we'll bring on Marilyn. Hi, Marilyn. Hi there. Yeah. Um, I have a, it's a two-part question. One is um, what led you, Dr. Kalevich, to study chiropractic and become a chiropractor, but also I wanted to know if you personally study astrology. John? Do you want to answer that, Sue? First? No, no, no. Well, no, I will. I, I will. I will just make one comment, and then John, please lead on. And that is, is that John is amazingly connected to the essence of astrology. From my knowledge, he doesn't study astrology, but I've known John for some time, and in the in the communication, he picks up beautifully. As far as a doctor, he's and and also with his piece work, he's quite gifted. So it's it's amazing that this, the archetype, one other comment if I will say that the archetype is our patterns of behavior that are unconscious that we all share. And it is so intriguing to realize that, to understand that one doesn't have to know astrology. But, John, please lead on. Explain why or how well, you came about with practicing. Yeah. And Just to respond to that, the common bond that Sue and I have is that we both look at archetypal patterns as gifts of spirit uh, and something as obvious as a person, for instance, who might be an actor. Uh, we know that that's an archetypal pattern that comes from generations of sharing stories around campfires, the purpose of which was to fire the imagination and to hand down wisdom. So we look at a person who does that as a living and we go, you're a healthy person because the very thing that you do, bringing in those gifts of spirit, are the answer for self-limitation, self-loathing. They actually, by using those gifts, heal the fracture. My initial experience in chiropractic had to do with fasting and nutrition. So my approach to patients was simply to uh, introduce them to raw foods and juices and water fats. So uh, the the general uh, model was one of the detoxification model. But let me add this, if I may. Uh, not too long after I started, within a few years, I realized that each person would take those tools and use them differently. And I saw that many perfectionistic people were drawn toward fasting and cleansing as a path to uh, perfection. But underneath it all, the shadow, the hidden part, uh, that which was injured, were feelings of, of shame and self-loathing, and that they needed to clean themselves out because they were dirty. And there's no amount of scrubbing, cleaning, cleansing that will ever take care of that until that person begins to trust life again. And I'm thinking, too, that's uh, this, the, the blend between the body and the mind. The uh, Ideally, you know, if you can cleanse something, your mind, because the psychosomatic, you know, the healing process of, mind over matter, of, of really our mind connected to matter. 
Marilyn, did that answer some of your questions, or uh, did you have another thought? We have a couple of minutes. No, that was that was very good. That last that was um, interesting and uh, and uh, helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Do you? I might ask yourself. Do you follow astrology? I mean, you are listening, and I'm just wondering if you are an astrologer or if you. No, I'm not an astrologer. I do find it interesting, and I've enjoyed. Um, listening to you, and I've definitely enjoyed listening to Dr. Kalevich in terms of the relationship to the um, study of astrology. So, well, thank you. I appreciate your call a thousand percent. <laughs> so, I pre- uh, thank you so much. Thanks, and Marilyn. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes, indeed. Hi, John. Sue. Yeah, that when you speak of shadow, that was, it's always, this is great to get a call because it adds to the conversation another angle of thought that, you know, concerning this whole subject. And shadow is, boy, how did it reach those parts of ourself? You know, if we're going to find our authentic self, which this new moon is asking, and the whole Virgo aspect, which is analyzing, discerning, which we talked about last week uh, at greater length, you know, of choosing and analyzing throughout all the information that Mercury gives. You know, it's really that evolving part. And it takes great strength to look at the shadows and uh, improve them, if we might, or eliminate them. And I guess maybe, come to think of it, that's where Neptune, with its opposition to this Sun Moon is is saying, well, we'll just dissolve it. At which I will add a little astrology here for people. If you have anything in um, maybe fifteen to twenty degrees at least of one of the mutable signs, your this could this is somehow making an impact on on shifts in your life because Virgo is an earth sign. It's grounded, but it's shifting. You know, it's it's a mutable sign. So there's that thought. Let's see, John, what can we speak about? We have uh, about 10 minutes here. And we're, to, oh, daily routine. You know, let's talk about service of healing because sixth house and Virgo is service. And rather than it can be servants, but it, it's service to ourself. It's service to others. It's and, and that daily routine that we establish signifies a a a a, 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 a a continuation that builds towards uh, creating skill sets and, and habits. Habits are, are just that. There's something that we build and that we can, with some effort, take apart. But it's in, in service to ourself. In fact, I was listening also to a woman talk about the spirit, a spiritual life, that it is that daily effort or 
not that effort's a bad word, but it, that daily activity, that daily time, routine of connecting um, on some spiritual discipline, whatever it might be, that the routine of it that and that would bring us right to the opposite of which is Pisces that represents the whole of the, the universe and and uh, the spiritual life which uh, and everybody all the signs have spirituality of course but that pretty much Pisces does uh, is the poster child <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for spirit <clears throat> the, the connection of all you know no boundaries well, it brings up a couple of points. One is the idea of service to self and others. First of all, service to self requires self-care. Mm, good point. And there is no better way to discover what we need to know about ourselves than to address ourselves and to care for ourselves. So that takes care of one of the questions that we brought up earlier is how do we discover, uncover, recover, um, reveal things about ourselves, including shadow issues? Well, we take ourselves into consideration, self-love. And the second part of what you said about the daily routine seems to bring up the idea that we should seek equanimity and peace of mind in our daily routine so as to allow a platform, a vessel through which creative energy can flow. And there's a nexus, a a point where things come together in that when we allow the creative self to flow through us, those gifts of spirit that we have been born with inform us of our identity, that our purpose begins to reveal itself and we fulfill the evolutionary purpose or potential that we brought into this life and we reveal and share the gifts that we have with others in order to bring into the world that which the world has been waiting for. We all have a part. That's right. That's that North Node in Leo. It's saying it's okay. In fact, it's necessary, like you're saying. And I'm thinking also with Venus square in Libra, square opposing its it's it's Uranus that's that's I mean where it's ruling Venus is ruling the sign that Uranus you know for all these sudden changes is in asking for relationships and it's squaring Mars it's such an important energy that's happening over the series of different aspects and different motions that were they were opposed but right now there it's really when when you say self love. It, it, that is part of this is to find that, and, and we're all aware, and I'm going to interrupt myself, all aware of this uh, revealment of abuse, of, of, of actions, of, and, and the Me Too uh, 
movement, which what does that really say? It, it's saying this male-female energy that we all have within us. Every single person, I mean, we can't, uh, we, I mean, Venus didn't leave because we were a man or Mars doesn't leave because we're a woman. No, they're all there in the, in the, in the cosmos and they're all active. And how we display it is, is, is what we're born to do in our own fashion. And it's that, it, this is so important to, in this path of reestablishing what the true merit of these energies are rather than how we've been conditioned to live or to experience. For, because if you look at the ages, we were nomadic as a people thousands of years ago. Um, when was it? At least 6,000, 8,000 years ago. And around 5,000, uh, anyway, then we became agricultural. And that's where it's often referred the matriarch went to the patriarch. And now we're not just shifting back because always when we get a new view of, of life, it's with a new understanding, a new awareness. And so connecting this shadow part and the service to ourself remembering the self-care really I feel like it's I'm so glad you brought um, the pinnacle to this and and the idea too that the meditation the service as a a platform as you say a vessel that can hold us that it really is that free-flowing. I'm thinking of like the kundalini and the spine that you mentioned, all these, uh, the, the, the motion of peace, of, of, of allowing the freedom to be those parts. Exactly. It brings to mind a patient that I had years ago. We're talking about the platform that we uh, find within ourselves to come out of. And the bigger platform is resting in the reality that we are of the universe. We are created unconditionally out of that process. And I had a, a patient who had quite a bit of body pain overall and quite a bit of anxiety. And we were talking one day, and my um, approach to him was to teach him some breathing practices to quiet his mind down and to create that still space within. And he brought up this conversation about feeling safe. And it ended up by him saying, do you mean that since I'm created, I'm loved, that's all there is to it? And I said, yeah, you know, I think that's probably the ultimate platform to rest in, that knowing that your beingness, the fact that you exist, is enough. And if you can be in that and practice being in that, that gives you the, the ultimate identity to come out of. That there must be a lot of pain when we think about how we can criticize. That's another element of, of Virgo in the sense, because if one's analyzing, one is going to be critical. But unfortunately, we can link a lot of emotion about that. 
and and be judgmental and 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 be our own whipping. So in other words, to mm-hmm. release that value judgment, to, to really look at the worth of our being as we're serving a, a, a life. And so, so, yes, as far as an energy, that's, that's healing in itself. Well, those feelings of self-criticism are just part of our self-reflection. Uh, I had a patient who was a little overweight, a woman, and um, one day she said to me, well, I have no doubt that I'm my heart and soul's desire. And I, I thought, well, you don't have any problem. You essentially know who you are. Uh, let's not have any other, let's not have any conflict about that. Let's hold that thought. That is a beautifully well put. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, Virgo is important. It's important for health. And there's such a myriad of ways, and our bodies really are connected with it. It's, it's easy to consider one or the other of thinking, well, we'll think this through. Well, for the mental, it's, we figured it all out. It's logic, it's this, that, figure, you know, blah, 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 end of subject. Or for, but in the meanwhile, it's, it's that connection with the action from the body. And the body, one can say, oh, well, I'll just exercise, exercise, and be active, which both happen with the Virgo. But it is that aspect of also thinking well of, One's, you know, all these uh, connecting to that Piscean element of unity. So, sure, and if you add the idea possibly that even well-intended self-perfection can be self-abuse, then you really are you're really addressing the complexity of that that person. A person could be running and working out, and they could be just killing themselves. And their body does not like their owner at all. Oh, dear. Well, we will love ourselves. <laughs> yes. Isn't that, that's un-American, isn't it? But <laughs> I have to tell you, I think I have probably discouraged people more than encouraged them uh, to start. I, I asked them, let's just, let's just set some of this aside for now to see what's really trying to emerge here. Uh, independent of your heroic, perfectionistic um, ambitions. Oh. It's just that little child wants to do inside and what he or she is uh, wanting to tell us about oh, per- you. Perfect. John <laughs> will end on that because that is Venus, the ruler in beautiful Libra. And it's been, well, always wonderful. Petra Tauschert will return to, with us next week, an astrologer. And writer, Petra is an evolutionary astrologer, and she hosts her own radio program. And it'll be a delight, and thank you for all you fantastic people. We do appreciate every listener. So thank you. Until next week. Thank you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. 
Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. Preceding audio was via a Skype call.